Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Trek Chat, a podcast brought to you by Trek on the Tube. I am your usual host, Sean, and joining me today is no one. That's right, I'm alone. I'm alone talking to myself. Admittedly, it feels a bit weird, but hey, this is a recording, so I guess it makes sense. It's it's kind of the same as filming a video. Uh, you may have noticed that uh, this month's Trek Chat didn't come out on the 1st, and for those that follow me on Twitter, or for those that um, watch some of my videos, or see the videos that I'm in, because I'm in a lot of Starfleet Boy videos, I'm in a few Text Trek videos, you know, I, I, uh, I do featurings, or cameo appearances, I guess. I try to get around uh, as much as I can, but, you know. Uh, anyway, for those people that follow me, uh, I did announce that I wasn't going to be releasing uh, an episode on the 1st this month, Rather, I was I was uh, waiting for Star Trek Mission Chicago to happen, and I wanted to do something a little special for that event. So here we are, days later, um, the event has passed. This is the little something special that I was preparing. Now, of course, since I'm a very organized person, I absolutely did know what I was going to do before I announced this. No, of course, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought maybe I would, uh, I guess, do like a, a traditional Trek chat where I had two guests uh, and, then, and then I would talk about, I guess, my experience and we would share uh, stories about our experience at the event. But that's, that's not really what this ended up being because, well, first of all, we've done that already on multiple channels. I do encourage you to go check out uh, the discussions uh, that I did uh, or the one that I had on Starfleet Boy's channel. I think it was on the Starfleet Boy After Dark channel. And then, of course, uh, my, all my buddies went and talked about that as well. They did a second discussion over on the Textrek channel. So I do encourage you to check that out. I, uh, I thought maybe we could do something a little different here. So what I did is, rather than invite just two guests, I thought, why not make the most of all of the people that I've met in person, in real life, finally, and uh, all of the new friends that I made at the convention. Why not have everyone join in and talk a bit about their experiences, and why not compile some reactions? I thought that would be a cool little uh, cool little thing to do. Okay, so before we uh, jump into that, and before I start rolling those audio clips that I got from all of these fantastic people, I did want to talk about the experience a bit uh, myself. Not too long. This is going to be a short episode of Track Chat, I feel, but you know, I don't want to bore you with like every single detail of it. But yeah, I did, I did want to talk a bit about it. This was my first ever convention, uh, or rather Star Trek specific convention. I've only been to like a few events. Uh, there's a thing in France called the Japan Expo, which is kind of like a Comic-Con thing. They just, I guess, brand it differently. And I have already been to, like, the Montreal Comic-Con. This, this was a completely different experience, though. This was just being immersed in Star Trek all the time. Even when you're out, out and about, hitting the town, you just got Trekkies everywhere, all around you. Uh, people are wearing Star Trek uniforms very casually, like, in the streets, too. We got cosplays, you know, pe people are wearing Vulcan ears out at the pizza joint, you know. Um, it was quite uh, quite exhilarating, I'm going to be honest. It was very different, very unique an experience. It was kind of amazing, you know. In a sense, it was very, I don't know, it's kind of like Star Trek is my own thing. Or at least for, for years and years, I've kind of felt like Star Trek was almost a very personal thing, almost a very personal experience. And then all of a sudden, you're in a, in a, in a big-ass room where everyone is experiencing the same thing as you and it's almost like it's almost like having a shared dream although maybe I'm 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 you know becoming a bit too abstract and also perhaps I'm getting a bit off topic the point is 
it was an absolutely thrilling thing to be a part of and I would 100% do it again. Comments on the actual event, are there pros, are there cons? Yes, there are both, of course. And if I were to really engage my like critical brain, I could start, you know, picking things apart and, you know, I guess really talking about what I dislike. But at the end of the day, when I think back, I, I don't really think about the things that I, I, I disliked. They kind of get, I guess, washed away by just the pure joy and the happiness uh, that I feel when I when I think about this thing. I just, I had so much fun. There were no boring moments. I was expecting to have maybe like slower moments, boring moments, that's not the case. And also I was expecting, I don't know why, I had kind of built up maybe there would be some awkward moments, some kind of like, uh, I don't know, like cringe moments, but there weren't. There were no awkward pauses, there were no awkward moments ever. It was just always, 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 engaging with so many other people that were all so nice. I didn't have a single negative experience with a stranger and or a friend or, or like a, a an online mutual at all. So like on a human side it was and on a social interaction side it was wonderful which I wasn't expecting because I'm like a socially awkward kind of guy and maybe I'm mean to assume that you know a lot of Trekkies are socially awkward as well but like I don't know. I thought, I th at least from my end, I thought maybe I would make encounters kind of awkward, but I guess uh, people were engaging enough to make me not awkward, if that makes sense. When it comes to the uh, panels that they had with all of the actors uh, and creatives that were on set, it was it was really cool to be a part of that, and it, it, it kind of felt like, I, I know it's all, you know, promotional stuff, and they're really trying to promote these new shows, but it felt like we were part of something special, you know, um, and, and having those Q&As when people can get up and ask those questions, and I don't know, it felt really personal, especially when you have uh, people talking about, uh, you know, the pain that, they, that they're going through, or, or, or certain certain, I guess, distressing events in their life and how Star Trek has helped them or specific actors helped them. And then you have, you know, said actor uh, go down and give them a hug. It, it, it felt really, uh, really heartwarming. Um, when it comes to all of the, the booths that were going on, like all of the vendors, it was it was just really cool to be like surrounded in Star Trek memorabilia. Um, admittedly, you can't buy everything and, you know, everyone has their own, I guess, uh, price range that they can go to. Some of these things were very, very expensive. But it's just cool to have all of this Star Trek stuff everywhere surrounding you. And then I guess my favorite things from like the main floor, um, excluding, I guess, the autographs and the photo ops uh, that were offered were really the Star Trek museums that they had going on. They had, um, they had the skulls from the Star Trek Picard series. Uh, season 2, I think it's the Season 2 Episode 1, they had those skulls there so that everyone could see them. But they also had like a very interesting little uh, Strange New Worlds. It was almost like a little labyrinth of memorabilia with actual props and, and, and costumes from the set as well as concept art. I don't know, I think that was really, really cool. Really, really nice. I actually, I, I, I really love that. And I would encourage, you know, Paramount uh, and, and, and uh, what is it, Reed Pop, the, the people that are organizing these conventions, I would encourage them to try and uh, do that as much as possible. Having actual Star Trek stuff uh, from the Star Trek shows, like having the uh, the captain's chair from Strange New Worlds, um, and like a, a replica of the captain's chair from Prodigy, because of course, you know, Prodigy is animated, so they didn't actually have the animated thing. They recreated one but anyway having those um i think is is really something special for fans when it comes to layout and i guess turnout as well um yeah 
I haven't heard anything negative about it. I am still aware that this was probably not the most um, busy Star Trek convention that's ever existed. Like, there was a lot of space to walk around. There were a lot of, I guess, empty spaces that could have been, uh, I guess, better utilized or filled up with extra booths and vendors if, if people had come. But you know what? And I've said this in my video too, I quite enjoyed that. I liked having, you know, room to walk around, room to chat. Because you gotta understand that we started creating circles. You know, Trekkies, they're getting around in circles, they stand around, and then they talk about episodes. And I can distinctly remember us doing this on multiple occasions, in multiple different places. So you gotta have room for Trekkies to just stand in a circle and chat about Star Trek. And then of course the circle gets bigger and bigger, because more and more people are coming in. So yeah, I don't know if this enlightens you too much about my experience at this thing. If you do want to, I guess, a more in-depth analysis of it all, you can go and check out my video. I made a video. My YouTube channel is Trek on the Tube, although I'm not sure how many of you guys listen to me that don't know about my channel. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it from me. This video was really just to share in the joy, so it's not all about me. It's all about these other people that are coming in and that are going to drop their little audio clips, or rather, I'm going to drop their audio clips into this. Uh, I do want to thank them all for participating. I also want to thank those that couldn't make it because I asked so many people uh, and then I kind of gave them a deadline which was maybe a little short notice but it was like I gotta I gotta release this thing at least before like the end of the month comes because you know there's supposed to be another track chat on the first. So yeah I want to thank you guys all for participating and everyone that uh, didn't make it I want to thank you guys too for uh for being patient with me and, and trying your best. Uh, also, you guys, the listeners, there's going to be varying audio qualities because everyone recorded this uh, however they could. So, you know, please put up with the varying audio qualities. Uh, yeah, I'll let them take it away. I think most of them introduced themselves from what I uh, from what I remember. Uh, if not, I'll, uh, I'll do a little introduction myself. Yeah, Star Trek Mission Chicago, the first official Star Trek convention uh, in years. The next one will be happening in Seattle in the month of May. Hopefully I can attend. This one was, in my opinion, a success. I will, of course, be giving my little feedback in a little email if they ask me to do so. In any case, I had a lot of fun, and I will cherish these memories forever. One memory that I will cherish in particular, and this is the last thing I'll say before I start rolling these clips. David Ajala. You're the best. If you listen to this, you're awesome. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, I guess, uh, make a point of saying that David Ajala was walking the floor. He was walking around. I was at the bookshop. I was at the bookstore. There was a, like a book booth. And uh, and so David Ajala, that plays book, you know, Booker from uh, from Discovery, book met me at the bookshop. Um, so we said hi. We, we chatted for like uh, a few seconds. And then I, I paid for like the book that I was buying. And then I turned back around and... Uh, and we continued talking, and he was very generous with his time. He was very, very generous, very kind. He let me talk. He listened to the things that I had to say, and he talked as well. And I, I don't know, it may seem ridiculous to say, oh, this guy actually took the time to talk to me, but it, it's, it's very meaningful. Uh, and he even took the time to take a picture. He's, uh, he's a great guy, and um, like his insight, the insight that he gave me on, on the character and why he chose to accept this role and what he was looking for as an actor, you know, uh, what kind of challenge he was looking for, what kind of character he was looking for, and why he was, uh, I guess, compelled to be book. That was very interesting. So yeah, shout out to David Ajala. That's a moment that I will forever remember and cherish. All right, let's roll the clips. Shades of Grey, baby. 
Hi, this is Aaron Waltke. I'm the co-executive producer and head writer of Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, what I found special about Star Trek Mission Chicago, um, it was our first con after the show had come out. You know, prior to this, we'd only really interacted with um, press and interviewers and stuff, but this was the first chance for the creative folks who make Star Trek Prodigy to uh, interact with the fans directly. And it was a truly magical experience. You know, it was a whirlwind, but uh, some of the things I was so grateful for was walking the floor and getting to the chance to meet so many uh, wonderful cosplayers. Seeing Murph as a, <laughs> as a cosplay entry was amazing. You know, uh, the panel was also really special for us because there were so many kids with such great astute questions and uh, seeing them meeting Janeway and being excited to ask the Vice Admiral herself about her favorite characters and stuff was really uh, wonderful. I also was very grateful for uh, the chance to meet a lot of the people on the Star Trek uh, Twitter fandom. It's like my, my Twitter feed came to life. I think that's sort of the magic of Star Trek is that uh, in a strange way, you know, our shared passion for this franchise makes us all kind of one big extended family. And this is sort of like our family reunion. So uh, it was wonderful meeting you and uh, everyone else. And I hope to do it again uh, very soon. Hey, Tony. Braxton here. Thank you for having me to come and share my experience uh, on my uh, first uh, Star Trek uh, convention. I've been to some com uh, some Comic-Cons uh, before, like, you know, four or five, just like here uh, locally, like uh, in Baltimore where I live. Uh, and then also in D.C. Uh, as well. And I've also been to Philly Comic-Con uh, too. But this is my first uh, Star Trek uh, convention, you know, and uh, I was really encouraged to go because uh, you and uh, Father Reed and Starfleet Board were going to be there. Uh, so yeah, you know, this is the uh, this is my first one. Hopefully, it won't be my uh, my last. But you know, I did think that the event was really cool. Um, I was a little late, you know. I didn't uh, get into town uh, until uh, Friday. Um, Friday evening, like after the uh, convention had already started, you know, like I was hoping to get there maybe by five, but I didn't get in until about seven. So I missed like all the events on, uh, on Friday, but it was cool. Like, because I had uh, a lot of stuff to see on uh, Saturday and, uh, and Sunday, you know, my, uh, trip kind of got off to a rough start because I totally forgot that I had, uh, <laughs> ripped the crotch of my, uh, of my uniform and I only brought one. Well, really, I only had one. Um, but at any rate, like, you know, it was like two and a half inches and I was thinking, I was like, oh man, like, I hope I don't have to sit down, like, a whole lot because, like, it's going to make it spread. But then, like, I got to the events on Saturday and, uh, of course, like, I was sitting down uh, all day. But, you know, they made it. So I kind of started off uh, kind of rough. I was totally uh, nervous about it. But, you know, like, uh, you and uh, Starfleet Boy and Father Ray, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I got a crew that I'm hanging with. So, you know, I'm not going to worry about my, uh, my ripped pants. And hopefully nobody will see them. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I uh, totally missed the uh, Lower Decks uh, panel. Like, um, you know, I was like hanging out late with Starfleet Boy on a Friday night and drinking too much booze and I did not get up early enough and I'm totally bummed uh, that I missed out on, uh, on Lower Decks because their uh, costumes look so cool, you know. Um, 
But yeah, you know, still, uh, but still, like I got to see, you know, the uh, Discovery panel. And uh, I was super impressed by uh, Ian uh, Alexander, you know, um, who plays uh, Gray. You know, I thought it was really interesting uh, that, um, you know, he had some uh, influence in the style of his character, meaning like, you know, his hair, you know, having the uh, the mullet and then also like uh, some influence on the way that the character uh, dressed, you know. So the thing is, you know, I totally don't like the mullet. Like the mullet feels like to today. Like it feels like hipster mullet and it doesn't feel modern enough for Star Trek. But, you know, hey. That's just that. That's just like <laughs> what I uh, what I thought about it, and then also about that uh, discovery panel. Uh, a thing that I took away from that is <clears throat> is the kindness of uh, David Ajala. You know, there was a dude who was uh, talking about uh, him, his friend, um, his friend who's sick. You know, has since died, and he was talking about um, how. You know, they used to watch uh, Discovery uh, together uh, on his friend's bad days. And um, uh, and there was, like, a particular scene that was, like, really impacting between um, David Ajala's book and uh, Michael Burnham. And, you know, that guy finished telling the story and, like, how much, like, that scene meant to him, you know. And David Ajala, like, came down from the stage and uh, gave him a hug. You know, I just thought that was, like super duper sweet you know like David Ajala just seems like such like a cool guy and uh I thought that was an uh, incredible act of uh, kindness you know so like that's a thing that I like really remember um about this uh, about this Mr. Chicago you know I enjoyed uh the Strange New Worlds panel uh I thought that uh Cecilia Gooding or Celia Gooding oh look at me mispronouncing names um I thought that she was so impressive like you know she was such like a smart young lady like really like spunky really confident you know um i really enjoyed her uh on the uh on the panel um <clears throat> and also as i think of that strange new worlds uh panel rebecca Romain, those legs i was like wow i just like kept like looking back at him i would like look at celia gooding and then i look back at rebecca Romain's legs like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also uh, really enjoyed like the uh, small uh, panels that were uh, that were upstairs. Like um, you know, one that uh, sticks out to me is the uh, the women at Warp uh, panel. You know, it was like uh, super fun to uh, to see uh, Jesse uh, Jenner and then uh, meet her uh, later. Uh, it was really cool to uh, hear Kennedy give her perspectives on, uh, you know, some of the, you know, some of the characters uh, in the uh, panel that they were uh, discussing. So that was cool. We did stay for uh, all of uh, Jackie Cox's uh, performance because it was kind of long, dude. I feel like it was like 90 minutes or something. We didn't stay for it all, but I thought that was, uh, that was fun, you know. Like, uh, you and Father Ree went to your first drag show, so <laughs> that's, uh, that's a something. <laughs> um, I also thought, uh, the area, like, the big area where, you know, uh, they were signing autographs, and, like, there was food, and there was, like, uh, art, and, like, all these things you could buy, I thought that was cool. Um, you know, did some 
some times around there, like checking uh, checking stuff out. You know, the community is uh, super uh, creative. You know, I also enjoy the uh, Prodigy uh, panel as uh, as well. You know, uh, the uh, <laughs> the doll, like the doll. Is that well? I mean, I'm saying like doll, the character, not like the doll. Um, but anyway, that mask that dude was wearing was so creepy. But it was kind of cool. Like, I had seen that on social media, and I didn't think it was real. And then it showed up on stage. And I was like, ooh, wow, that's gnarly. But yeah, but I also thought that uh, Kate Mulgrew, she is amazing. She's like, I Star Trek, like, statesperson. You know, like, our ambassador. You know, she's got, like, this uh, great voice. You know, and she speaks with, like, such clarity. You know, dude, I, I loved uh, seeing uh, Kate, uh, Kate Walgrove. Oh, and I thought it was interesting uh, about that uh, panel is that there were a bunch of kids who, you know, were asking questions and stuff. And like, Kate Mulgrew would be like, oh, like, who's your favorite character? And like, all the kids, like three or four of them who had uh, questions and responded to her were like, oh, Murph, because he's cute. You know, so I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. My favorite character is actually Rock Talk, but... Um, I also, uh, enjoyed the, uh, Picard, uh, panel, you know, I thought that, uh, Michelle Hurd was, uh, super impressive, you know, I think that she is such a, a beautiful woman, you know, and, um, she plays, uh, Rafi so well, but then she was, like, so, like, assertive in, uh, the panel, you know, I feel like she was just, like, answering the, uh, the questions that were put out there, you know, like, she told a really interesting story uh, about being on the set with Donathan, uh, Jonathan Frakes and uh, Patrick uh, Stewart. And they were talking about, like, when, like, the ship's moving around, you know, and there's, like, a 1 to 10 intensity where, like, a 10 is, like, you know, you're, like, being thrown. And a 1 is just, like, a little shoulder shimmy. And, you know, Patrick Stewart's, like, favorite action to do, like... You know, when the ship's rumbling, it's just like a one, just like a little shoulder shimmy, shimmy, you know, like, it's probably not funny hearing it right now, but it was funny at the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I also, uh, you know, finished, uh, so I just finished uh, talking to Starfleet Boy and uh, Father E uh, about my uh uh Mission Chicago uh, experience, and I joke with those dudes, I said, uh, I came for the track, but stayed uh, for the friendship. And uh, you know, I think uh, I think that's uh, I think that's true. I think that uh, my favorite part of the entire weekend was to uh, hang out with Starfleet Boy and Fathery and you. You know, um, when I think about uh, Mission Chicago, you know, I just think about like uh, all the love that was uh, all around. You know, like the Star Trek fans, like. Loving the shows and loving the actors. The actors being, like, very appreciative of, you know, the fans, like, participation and adoration and, like, the positive reinforcement uh, that the uh, that the fans uh, give them. You know, um, I feel like, you know, Michelle Hurd uh, said that and uh, George Takei. Uh, said that the uh, woman who plays the boy queen Annie Wershing uh, said that. You know, I think that so many of those actors are just, uh, are 
just really gracious and it's meaningful that they appreciate us that they appreciate the uh the fans you know so that was just something that was uh, that i was struck by you know so like when i look back on my mission chicago experience you know i think of love. So yeah, you know, overall, you know, I had a, uh, a really, really uh, great uh, experience and uh, hopefully this will not be the only uh, Star Trek convention that I, uh, that I, uh, that I go to. Hey, so this is Jesse Earl, who many of you may know as Jesse Gender, and uh, yeah, I was also at Mission Chicago, and honestly, it was one of the, it was honestly one of the best experiences of my entire life. I am a huge Trekkie, as many of you who, you know, may have seen my YouTube channel and things like that know, it's one of the core parts of my identity and who I am and it just taught me so many of my values in my life but I had never actually been to a Star Trek specific con in my entire life um, which I, I know is kind of crazy but I've never been able to afford it uh, or been able to go to it you know the first one I was going to go to was the one right before the pandemic and that obviously got canceled and moved around and so to go to this was honestly a revelation on so many levels you know growing up I had always been made fun of for loving Star Trek. I always felt like Star Trek was something that I had to enjoy in isolation with, with no real sense of community. And since this pandemic started and over the past few years, my YouTube channel has grown. I've met so many amazing people online and formed a community online of Trekkies and Trek fans. But to go to this con and just be surrounded by people who have the same love and passion as I do um, was truly truly amazing and meant so much to me like you could just have a conversation about tuvix or lizard babies warp 10 lizard babies and people would know what you're talking about was great and some other things too that i really loved about it was that how how open it felt on on all levels not just between fans but all the actors and people in the show were all so accessible and walking around the con themselves i mean i i ran into mike mcmahon the writer of star trek lower decks uh just walking around the convention center he came up to me actually um and told me he loved my youtube channel and i, I that was one of the most surreal moments of my life to have someone who i honestly look up to who is honestly living the dream job that I want to have one day you know I, I want to be a writer on Star Trek he and he's doing it and he appreciates me and comes up and, and hugs me and talks to me and then we also have you know actors that you can just walk up and talk to the, the people that are part of this thing that have contributed so much are just freely available to just walk up and talk to and have long conversations with. It wasn't just like a, hey, I'm gonna talk to you and then go away. Like you could you could have a decently long conversation with them and they were happy to do it. And it, it all felt like, you know, no matter which side of this thing that you were on, as a fan, as a creator, as, as anybody, that you were just part of the community and felt like we were all contributing to it together. That, I think that is really what makes Star Trek an absolutely special franchise as compared to something like Star Wars or something else where it's like this big, huge corporate thing, you know? I mean, not to say that people don't love Star Wars or Marvel. I love them too, but this franchise is something unique when it comes to the community that it has built around it. Some other, like, things to just mention around the con too is that I got to be on a few panels. Um, the Women at War panel was honestly really great for me because uh, we got to talk about, you know, being in this fandom that uh, allows conversations about minorities and, and how to see the world and, and talk about meaningful issues. And so 
that panel and the fact that it was standing room only while the Star Trek Discovery panel was also going on that just showed me that Trekkies just want to engage with asking deep and meaningful questions. And that was just so cool to see that it was, it's not just about, about loving this weird dorky thing. It's about taking that weird dorky thing and making it in action, making it to talk about something meaningful in our world and about making our world a better place. Another thing too is I got to be on the panel for Star Trek Books and Comics with uh, John Jackson Miller and um, uh, Dayton Ward, two Star Trek book writers who I've been reading for well over a decade. I I make have made no bones about the fact that I am a huge Star Trek literary book nerd. I have over 100 Star Trek books and I've been reading them since I was a little kid. And so to actually be on a panel with these two people who I, I have read and looked up to for so long and, and to be considered like an equal with them and also the wonderful Bruce Gibson put together that panel from Positively Trek um, was so great and, and honestly just so crazy to be like, oh, look, I'm on I'm on a panel with these two people. That That was just really cool to me. But the highlight of the entire weekend for me, besides meeting the Star Trek Lower Decks crew, I met I met Tony Newsom and Jack Quaid uh, and Noah Wells uh, all this weekend too, and and again and 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 some people from behind the scenes of Lower Decks like Chris Westlake and things like that, and then also some other people on Discovery as well. But uh, Lower Decks is my current favorite Star Trek, so to get to meet them and talk to them and, and get to know them a little bit was just truly uh, meaningful to me. But I think personally. The moment that was most meaningful to me was actually after the con was all done because I was dehydrated and tired and about to pass out. But I decided to go out to the bar because a friend texted me and said, uh, hey, we're just grabbing a last drink before the before the end of the con. And I was like, OK, I'll just go and spend, you know, 30 minutes because I'm, I'm tired and I just need to go like fall into my bed because of, of how much energy I've had to use this past uh, past few days. But then I ended up staying for, I think, four hours because what happened was I just stayed at the bar and just talked for a little bit. And then more people kept coming to the bar. People that I had met throughout the week who I had known for forever online but had just finally gotten to see. And they kept coming. And we just kept talking more and more. And we just nerded out about everything about Star Trek. Erin McDonald was there, who is the science advisor on Star Trek. She just shared, like, stories about how she came up with the Omega Particle for Star Trek Discovery Season 4 and how that being integrated into the show. And, and things like that. And we just nerded out about, like, creating Trek things. It was just conversations about this thing that we loved. And we just talked and talked and talked. And I think despite all the insanity of the week, that was the special moment for me. That I just got to be around people and make friendships and connections with people that care about something as much as I do. Not just the sci-fi nerdy storytelling of it all, but taking that and living it. Living what the values of that show is. About forming community, about making humanity better, about working to take delight in the diversity and differences of all of ourselves, of all of humanity. That's what Star Trek's about. And that's what this convention was on every level. Um, but most importantly on just the experience of it was that. So yeah, that was my experience at Mission Chicago and it was absolutely revelatory. And uh, thank you so much for giving me a chance to speak on it here. Um, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful day, everyone who is listening. You are lovely and amazing. And uh, doing the whole YouTuber thing. Uh, check me out on Jesse Gender um, on YouTube. Um, but beyond that, I appreciate you and live long and prosper. Next up is Johnny Brown, the underscore Johnny Brown on Twitter. All right, so I am recording this for Trek on the Two, my boy. Um, and this is my reaction to Star Trek Chicago. I want to start off by saying that this was my first ever Star Trek convention, but it will not be my last by any means. 
Um, overall, I would rate the convention for my first convention to be an 8 out of 10. Um, I was thoroughly impressed, especially as somebody who can be very critical and honestly a bitch at times. <laughs> um, I would say my favorite thing out of all of the things was the amount of cast panels that they had. Some of them were on the smaller side, obviously, because they couldn't have everybody at the um, convention um, at all or, you know, they couldn't have everybody for all three days. But I really, really appreciated the fact that they included Strange New Worlds and Discovery because those were the largest uh, panels, I believe, out of all of them. And I really, really just enjoyed being able to be immersed in some of the new Trek, as some people are calling it. Um... But besides that, I also think that the Strange New Worlds costume exhibit was lovely. And I definitely would like to see more exhibits like that in the future at future Trek cons. But beyond that, um, now it wasn't the biggest deal. But I do think that the food that was offered um, at the convention kind of sucked. I actually listened to another podcast in which they said that they really enjoyed the food. So, you know, to each their own. Um, but for me... The food quality just didn't match the prices, which obviously that's to be expected for a convention or any type of event like this, but I would have liked a little bit better quality. But overall, I really enjoyed the, the convention and I will definitely be back in Seattle in 2023. Thank you. Hi, my name is Sohail, aka Starfleet Boy. I went to Mission Chicago not really knowing what to expect uh, because you know, it was my first Star Trek uh, convention. However, getting there, it just all felt so natural and wonderful and everyone was welcoming and curious and I was curious. And, you know, uh, one of the things that happened was seeing people that you've been talking to online for many years in person and getting to interact with them and just like, you know, I already knew all these people were going to be amazing and charming and cool, but just getting to like hang out in real life, quote unquote, was a, a moment or a, a thing I'll cherish a lot. Uh, my favorite little moment, actually, there's so many favorite little moments, but the one I'd like to highlight uh, from the convention is at the end of, I think it was day two. Yeah, at the end of day two, um, I was like uh, trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get some autographs. So I went over to Evan Evagora's booth and I uh, saw Michelle Hurd was also at her booth. So I ran quickly with my pal, you, Trek on Tube, uh, Sean, and we went and we got like, uh, you know, the, the, the ticket to get their autographs. And uh, Evan Evagora was really sweet. He was just kind of like uh, talking to me and he asked me what I, you know, how to spell my name and what I wanted to say. And then I told him the story about how when he had first joined the cast of Star Trek Picard, I reached out to him on Instagram. He was so kind and, you know, actually answered back and said, you know, thanks for welcoming me to the community. And when I told him my handle, Starfleet Boy, he like paused, like looked at me uh, and gave a huge smile and said, I fucking know who you are. And I was like so happy. That made me really, really, really um happy to know that like he actually knew who I was which was very cool um so that was my particular moment that I wanted to highlight uh there's so many I could go on and on but I'll just stop there hey everyone it is Matthew Simone aka Prime Matt out there in the Trek sphere so great to meet so many of you at Mission Chicago I had an amazing time everyone was so welcoming and wonderful 
And I feel like even though we're in our small little Trek sphere there at these conventions that we're actually helping to change the world. And that's what I thought was the most powerful thing about Star Trek is that while it is a fictional representation of a fictional future, we can make that future a little bit more like our actual real world present. Uh, and I think we're doing that a little bit in all the ways we treat each other, the way that we are working toward representation within the community. And because we held our first ever in-person Trektivism panel over the course of Mission Chicago, talking about how fandom and members of the acting community are working toward, working toward real-world social change. And so I hope that those of you who are out there, who are at the panel, uh, loved it. Please send us feedback. We're also going to be doing a shout-out to the community to gather a more representative group and a wider group of changemakers for more attractivism panels in the future. So keep an eye out for those. Thank you, everyone, at Mission Chicago. And live long and prosper. Hello, this is Giraffe from Strange New Pod, recording my impression about the Star Trek Mission Chicago convention for Trek on Tube. First of all, thank you for asking me to do this. I've never been uh, invited to Trek on Tube, so that's a new thing. I'm so glad I got to meet you at the convention, you and so many others. So I suppose that my first overall feeling of the convention is that it was absolutely amazing to meet so many people I've been chatting with, I've been listening to. Uh, it was a great moment to recognize people from Twitter and to, to get to meet some of our patrons face to face for the first time and buying them a drink. Um, it was a great moment of community, of fandom, and the ambiance, the atmosphere was so absolutely pumped and joyous so i i want to do it again let's do that again when is the next one next year yes i can do that next month too but i guess we're gonna have to meet for next year seattle and you ask me what were my most precious moments of the convention i know you want one moment but i never follow instructions so i'm gonna give you three moments that i will never forget so my moment number three, drum rolls, was ending up at the tattoo booth while Isa Briones was getting a tattoo just next to my co-host Julian and Evan Evagora was here. And if you know me a little bit, um, I, I love Romulan. So I was actually dressed as the Romulan co commander from TOS the day before. So I went to chat with my fellow Romulan and I told him, you know what? I was dressed as a Roman yesterday. I even shaved my eyebrow because I couldn't do my makeup. And he looks at me in disbelief and tells me, wow, that's dedication. I never shaved mine. So that was like a little moment. Every time that I'm going to do Vulcan or Roman eyebrow, I will remember this conversation. My second moment was meeting Toni Newsom. I've been following her podcast, You Is This Racist, for like ever. And um, I was so glad when she became a part of the Star Trek family. So um, I went to get a um, table signature. And when I tell her it's for Giraffe, she went like, Giraffe from the podcast? And I was like, mind blown. <laughs> Tony Newsom knows who I am. We ended up like taking selfies. And it was just a great moment because her podcast means a lot to me. I mean, hers and um, uh, Andrew T. So uh, it was just, this moment that you have only in Star Trek, I feel, where you find this connection between people that are actors, fans, creators, 
So that was absolutely incredible. I'm going to say it absolutely a lot. And <laughs> my number one moment was um, uh, meeting Celia Gooding. So I've been a Uhura fan since I'm like eight years old. I've been collecting memorabilia, vintage props and costume linked to Uhura for years. And uh, I was starstruck to just be able to meet her at her first Star Trek convention. We chatted a little bit in French and it was just a very, very precious moment for me. Um, I'm saying I'm allowed because see, I'm still absolutely overwhelmed by this memory. And yeah, Celia is amazing. Um, they're a kind, beautiful human being and I can't wait to see what she's gonna do on Strange New Worlds. So here you here you are, uh, my overall feeling and precious moments from this uh, convention. Thank you for having me. I hope to see you soon on Strange New Pod. Bye bye. Howdy howdy. This is Fathery of the Text Trek YouTube channel and podcast. And I just wanted to talk to all of y'all about my experience at Star Trek Mission Chicago. I had a lot of fun there because of this gentleman, Trek on the Tube, uh, Toddy, and I got to meet for the first time. Uh, he was also meeting our friend Starfleet Boy and our friend Braxton for the first time. And, you know, I've been to several conventions, but I had never had the pleasure of experiencing a Star Trek convention with uh, these guys who I've gotten to know uh, pretty well over the years. Uh, you know, we just had this massive world-shattering two-year COVID pandemic, and while it definitely complicated a lot of things in everyone's day-to-day -day life, uh, one thing that didn't really seem to get impacted, if anything... It might have benefited was the online connections that we were able to make and maintain during that time and so I, I got to know a lot of these dudes pretty well and you know my biggest takeaway of this convention was just getting to spend time with them and have fun with them yeah there were uh, a lot of a lot of interesting guests some cool panels i'm always more of a of a panel goer type at conventions there were not as many guests at some of the larger conventions as star trek las vegas and there was not as many vendors out on the show floor so it it was a big convention but it didn't feel huge like some of the previous Star Trek conventions I've gone to. However, that did kind of allow it to have like this little bit of intimacy. I felt like I got to mingle with a lot of the attendees there. I got to shake hands with people that I've met online that I've never gotten to interact with face to face before. There were so many people there as like their first Star Trek convention with the new shows being out and gaining popularity and you know they keep green lighting more and more shows and also people just being stuck at home for so long. I think there was a massive appetite for people to get out and go to a Star Trek convention. A lot of people who had never done it before doing it for the first time. Uh, speaking on that, the probably the one of the coolest things I saw at this convention. I'll, yeah, I'll go ahead and say the absolute coolest. And, and there were cool things. I got to see the Women at Warp and Jesse Gender put on a very informative panel. I got to see the Star Trek Lower Decks cast show up in costume. I got to ask a question of Walter Koenig on, on my birthday. I was also celebrating my birthday over there. But yeah, the absolute coolest thing that I saw over the entire 
weekend was the little kids at the Star Trek Prodigy panel. They were doing panels for all the new shows, but the Prodigy one, there were so many young people asking questions of Kate Mulgrew, who was there. Admiral Janeway herself was there. And just seeing the excitement they they had the engagement the level of engagement that they had with her and that kate had with them and that enthusiasm was really no pun intended it was i that was the genesis of the next generation of star trek fans and that made me very very happy and delighted to see that this incredible franchise that has meant so much to me over the years just knowing that it will be passed down that we're in the process of passing it down now every day you know Every episode, each episode is going to be someone's first episode. It's going to be someone's gateway into Star Trek. And to have a vehicle like Prodigy that is designed to be that for the, these young people was just really special. And I, I, I teared up sitting in the audience, you know, watching these kids ask these these questions. It was a beautiful thing to see. But yeah, I also enjoyed getting to interact with a couple of the actors, like even Evagora and Michelle Hurd. Uh, from Star Trek Picard, uh, David Ajala, just a delightful human being, Jerry O'Connell from Lower Decks, uh, getting to see a lot of these Strange New Worlds exhibit. I'm sure people have talked about all this stuff, but it is very cool, you know, to uh, get get a taste of this, this exciting new show that, that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. And, you know, like I said, the wonderful experience of getting to enjoy this with, with some near and dear friends. And just made it a fantastic convention. Uh, I, I encourage people, you know, if you like this, go try out some of the other cons. Go go do the Star Trek Las Vegas at some point because it's a lot bigger. Just like, you know, more guests, more people, more vendors, more merchandise, more opportunities for autographs and, and photos and stuff like that. But yeah, and I'd, I'd be curious, you know, Mission Seattle in a year, next year. I think that it's probably going to be even better than Chicago because Reed Pop's going to, to learn and maybe do things a little different or a little better. It was a... Very, very fun time, and I was honored to be there, and I'm honored to have this opportunity to share my thoughts on it. And uh, please come check out Text Trek. We did a lot of YouTube content, and uh, we also have a weekly podcast where we discuss the latest episodes of Star Trek. And uh, until I see you again, live long and prosper, y'all. What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Kennedy, also known as that Mikey chick, previously known as the Storm Triple, presently known as Kennedy at Warp. Coming to you live from the 215 till the day I die. I'm back in the 215. Um, it was a little unnerving not being in Philly, but Chicago was totally worth it. It was so, so, so freaking cool meeting so many of you uh myself along with the crew of women at warp had already planned to make this that weekend a big deal primarily because it was the first time all seven of us had been in one place at one time if you were on the con room floor sunday afternoon uh, you heard a whole bunch of noise that was probably me <laughs> hype because my crew was all together um we're all spread out throughout the the country here and we've got a member in canada as well so it was definitely a big deal and a momentous occasion we got to sit on a panel every weekend or rather every day Day, that weekend, Women at Warp had a panel. Uh, myself was on two of them, and it was glorious to meet all of you and to see so many people interested in what I got to say. That just really was moving. I also got to be a part of a, a cool meeting up of your away team, myself and uh, fellow podcaster and, and cosplayer Tony Ray. Uh, we were able to get together in Chicago by a, a lucky stroke of events and it was a gift horse that neither of us were looking in the mouth so we took the opportunity to appear as our full Starfleet temporal officer selves. Hopefully we're able to catch us on Sunday. If not, 
There are photos. If you'd like to hear more from your away team, find us on Twitter, find us on SoundCloud, everywhere that cool podcasts are. Sometimes we're just the away team, but your away team is, is us for sure. Uh, if you want other types of track, the more popular show that I'm on, it's a little thing called Women at Warp. Uh, you may have heard of it. Um, we talk about Star Trek through the lens of the feminist perspective, embracing and encouraging the concept of intersectional diversity in infinite combinations so please feel free to check us out as well you can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms um but i definitely want to thank each and every one of you who came up and spoke to me that weekend i have severe social anxiety i know it looks like i'm too cool for school in the face but i'm silently freaking out inside so the fact that so many of you felt comfortable enough to come up to me and say hello really really made my weekend i i promise i'm not a snob i just i'm just weird <laughs> so thank you so much for making this weirdo feel safe and comfortable and loved and appreciated and heard um without people listening we are just shouting into the void we podcasters so i definitely appreciate the fact that so many of you were there and so many of you reached out and that so many of you have continued to listen to our product so thank you so much thank you to the creators of trek for making this dope thing that we still love 50 some years later and um you know live long and prosper peace and long life be good to each other it's worth it all right uh that's the end of it turns out this episode is almost uh, 50 minutes long at this point so or maybe over 50 minutes by the time I, I i finished speaking so yeah it uh, turned out to be longer than i thought it would be again a huge thank you to everyone that participated i think everyone shouted out their name um if uh, if they didn't i tried to do so and if i did miss someone don't worry all of the links and all of their names and everyone is down in the description so you can go check out all of the things that they do or at least just check out their twitter handles if they don't currently work on uh on something like a podcast or a youtube channel yeah it was amazing meeting them it was an amazing experience i hope that this provided some insight and this got you hype to come to the next one if you're able to make it i still don't know if i'll be there i'm really hoping i, I can make it as usual Thank you so much for listening. A big live long and prosper. And if everything goes according to plan, the next episode should be out on the first of next month. We'll be picking up that regular schedule again. All right. Live long and prosper. You're the best.